Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Good morning, everybody. If you need a refuge from all the mass shootings we're experiencing on a daily basis, from the record high gas prices, from the wars raging in Eastern European countries and Middle Eastern countries, look no further and listen no further than this radio program. Because for the next hour, we have assembled a panel of two of the most interesting, informative, entertaining people that we could get convinced to come in studio at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, that's right. I am very, very pleased uh, to welcome uh, Marlena Shivo, who is uh, a regular guest on this show, a close friend of mine, veteran media producer, satirist, social critic, and mother of two. Marlena, good morning. How are you? Hi, Frank. I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. And um, David Schwartz, who I've interviewed many times before, but I don't know that he's come in studio since we've been doing this show. He is an attorney, a former prosecutor, a lobbyist, a TV analyst, and a bunch of other things. David, good morning. Great being here. Can we turn David's mic on? There we go. Okay. Oh, there we go. Okay. No, it's great being here. I'm a big fan of Marlena's. We share a birthday together. Yes. I, I heard you know, about that. David, let me get you to use another mic. Okay. See, you, you know, we, we, I'm sorry we didn't Any, get to test that before. I appreciate that. Anywhere. So, Marlena, what he just said. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, that's, great. That's what he just said about sharing a birthday, that's accurate. Yeah, Of course that's accurate. August 6th. August 6th. Wow. Who else is born on August 6th? Um, there's a bunch. You know, it's interesting when you have a birthday, you see all the various right. people. Right now, you know, it's a little early in the morning, so my brain isn't. Uh, but. <laughs> Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball. True? It was the bombing of Hiroshima. That 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 uh, I know. There's I, also an August 6 memo that I'm sure all New Yorkers are familiar with. Remind me what that one was again. It was I, about I know. the Twin Towers. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. Uh, that was the presidential uh, briefing. Yeah. Osama bin Laden determined to attack. Exactly. That was yes. the August okay. 6th memo. That's right. Correct. So that's right. So, but Marlena and I are both clearly Leos, and, <laughs> and, and it shows. That's for sure. You, how, how much do you buy into uh, astrology, that there mm. are common characteristics with common astrological signs? Uh, do you want to take that? Well, I mean, that's, it seems like more your topic. Oh, well, no, no. I, that's, that's, I feel like it's your guest from earlier, uh, Dr. Right. Turi. Dr. Turi, yes. Hey, I mean, I, I don't love this, but I was kind of laughing a little bit when he was saying, like, expect more shootings. Of course. Of course. Right. Expect, that's, that's of true. course we're going to expect more shootings. But um, as far as the stars go, the only thing I kind of, like, roll with is um, not so much what you're talking about with, like, Leos, but more so with, uh, like, the full moon. I think th things get a little out uh -huh. of whack with the full moon. Just a little bit. What, yeah. what about you? Where do you come down on astrology, uh, David? Uh, you know, I believe, look, I'm open. Uh, you know, I think I grew up close-minded, but I, I'm open to everything. I mean, we're we're all here. I'm open to, to any theories, anything. So I'm open to it. Right, do I believe, you, you do I believe in it? noticed anything. I, 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 yeah, I mean the full moon thing is is a good point, but um, you know, I, I I think things happen for a reason. I don't necessarily believe in astrology, but I I am definitely a spiritual person. Well, you know what has convinced me, and I I never really considered myself. I never really thought about astrology one way or another. But what has convinced me that that there's something to this stuff is. Um, you know, whenever I, I look through the birthdays every day to see whose birthday it is, right? Just to say, oh, it's, uh, you know, whoever's birthday. And I'm always amazed at how it, so often it seems like 
athletes are born on the same day, actors are born on the same day, musicians are born on the same day. And initially you think, all right, well, that's, there's a finite universe of famous people. Maybe that's why they're coming up. But it happens too often. And I felt that way ever since I learned that you know, Rush Limbaugh and Howard Stern have the same birthday, right? I mean, you talk about two two of the greatest talk talents of this era. What are the chances that they would just have the same right, birthday? Right, right. I have a very interesting one, and, and we won't get too far into the weeds on this, but I was born August 6, 1967, and I w- met a woman who, you know, a friend of a friend, and, and, so sh- and it turns out she was born on August 6, 1967, and we were both born in Maimonides Hospital in Brooklyn. So we were together in the in the baby. Oh. I mean, what are the chances of meeting somebody like that? Right. I mean, that, that's, that's an amazing. That's so we not celebrate. so much dumb luck, but it's more happenstance. That's right. That is happenstance. Okay. That's yeah, that, that's- <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Uh, last thing I'll mention about August 6th. One of the great losers on August 6th was Hiram W. Johnson. Do you Are you familiar with Hiram W. No. Johnson? Hiram, unfortunately, neither is anybody else <laughs> because of he died on August 6th. Now, he was the governor of California. Mm. He, I think, was the Roosevelt's running mate in 1912, one of the leading progressive Republican politicians of the early part of the 20th century, and he died on August 6, 1945, the same day that they bombed, you know, Hiroshima. Right. So because he died the day they bombed Hiroshima, nobody was right. talking about him at all. He was the Farrah Fawcett of his era, you know, dying the same day as Michael Jackson. And, and now everybody thinks Farrah Fawcett's still alive because she never got her kind of moment in the sun. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, that... Uh, that that's it that you know whenever there's a scandal that breaks and you know people are doing reputation management whenever there's a catastrophe or something like that and it happens and you see that a lot you would say to yourself wow this story would be the number one story in new york but for some horrible well, thing that's going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, the best right. example of that, I guess, is Gary Condit right before September 11th. You remember right. the wall-to-wall coverage of, right. of Gary Condit and, and Chandra Levy uh, until September 11th? That's right. Well, there was another case that was huge up until September 11th, which was, you might not remember this, but it was the Newlander case. It was a murder. of It was, it was a national story. It was this rabbi in New Jersey who um, had his wife murdered, and he was on trial. And it, it was... Getting all of this traction. I mean, it was like CNN was covering it, and then boom, September 11th, and it just it just it went is. away. See, that's what happens. Hiram W. Johnson was the was the Gary Condit of his era, not in terms of you know philandering or anything, but in terms of being forgotten. Wait, one more thing though. So we were j- just for in terms of like famous people. So we have like I said, Lucille Ball, and we have Andy Warhol. So you're like, okay, oh. great, <laughs> right? But then we have Euron Vandersloat, which oh. was, as we know, the alleged murderer of Natalie Holloway in Aruba. And then um, the other one, um, who was the little dancing girl? Why can't oh, I think oh, of Jean Benet Ramsey. Jean Benet Ramsey. Uh, you did I'm your like, research on this. What, wow. No, that's her, birth, that's her birthday, those, too? We covered those stories so uh, much. Right, right. And, I'm, and then it would just... There it was, their birthdays, and I was like, ooh, I don't really want any affiliation with these two cases. And Frank, I met Marlena many years ago through Nancy Grace. Uh, you know, know, I, I had heard that. So, I had heard uh, that. I forgot. It's, just, it's such a small world. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, if you go to the, the website, I'm not going to spend much time on this, but the SI 
octopusdisaster.com. Apparently, there was a very famous incident of um, an octopus, a giant octopus, attacking the Staten Island Ferry on November 22nd, 1963. But it was totally overshadowed because that was the same day as the Kennedy assassination. So nobody remembers this octopus. So this one artist uh, built this memorial to it that people could still see in Battery Park. Or you could just go to the website, siOctopusDisaster.com. It's a wild story. All right. Um, you between the two of you, you guys have a great deal of expertise, which I'm grateful for because I just realized that I forgot to write out trivia questions for the thousand dollar minute. So I'm hoping that we can uh, maybe use your collective expertise on uh, putting together some trivia I'm questions. I'm still so annoyed <laughs> by um, the clip you sent me of uh, Curtis Lee while making fun of me. About that, because what? there's so much to make fun of Curtis for and, and his like brain fart moments, which is on the daily. And then he has the audacity. Wow. I had to actually skip through it because I couldn't. E- I had to scrub through <laughs> the audio. I didn't even want to hear half the stuff he said about me. So basically, David, you might not know this because you were probably sleeping. But, you know, so Monday of I guess maybe last week. He, so he does this like thousand dollar question in sixty seconds. I mean thousand. You'll see. You'll be here okay. For it, yeah. Oh, thousand dollars. You got to answer ten trivia questions in sixty there seconds. There you go. And Marlena, with all her bravado, her patented Marlena bravado, she said, "I could answer all those questions," and she could not. I did it before. I didn't answer all of them, but like the first time, I was better. She got tripped up on what countries to the south of the United no, States. No, 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 no. Oh, well, that's yeah. Uh, I, it's very but, tricky. But, but something tells me about Marla. I I bet you you're very good at trivia. Um, I always go blank on trivia type questions. Well, yeah. That's trivia. Yeah. I've noticed that with listeners, they get uh, they get flustered. Yeah, I got they get flustered. But I think you and Curtis sort of. You know, at war with each other a little bit. I think that's. I think that's a good thing. I that may like be no. Good. She got. She was. She was uh, shrapnel. She was. She was just. You know, crossfire. In the. In the, he, Curtis was trying to make fun of me, and unfortunately, oh, she got Marlena hit with some got shrapnel. a little bit. Okay. Yes. Uh, it happens. Bit. It does. Yeah. It does. But, All right. Um, although I've hit Curtis a bunch, I don't even think he hears it or remembers who said it. <laughs> but it's fine. Curtis doesn't remember his own name, let alone anybody else. That's true. That's true. All right. um, Let me get your take, uh, David, because I know you follow the legal scene and the political scene very closely on what we're seeing in terms of gerrymandering. Uh, Today's the day where the court's special master releases the new maps for the congressional lines, for the state Senate lines. We got some tentative lines earlier in the week. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries and some of the black groups were upset, and uh, Kalman Yeager and some of the Orthodox. Jewish groups, they're upset. Everyone's upset except Bill de Blasio, who looks like he may finally find an elective office that he can fit Have into. Have his little piece of uh, land exactly. in but, Jimmy, Tell me, politically and yeah. legally, how do you see yeah. this so, all playing so, out? So this has, been a, uh, this has been a topic of mine for a long time. Gerrymandering is a scourge on society. Okay? And it's not a political statement. I'm not in any political party. It's a scourge on society. It doesn't matter if Republicans gerrymander in Wyoming somewhere or or Democrats gerrymander in the state of New York. It has created this radical type of politics that we're seeing where there's either a red district or a blue district as opposed to competitive districts. And 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 in New York, they just, you know, it was like a perfect storm. So the Democrats got a supermajority in the state assembly and in the state Senate. Mm. And by having that supermajority, they could wipe out the minority is supposed to be, you know, a bipartisan effort to draw the best lines possible. But once they got a hold of the supermajority and during the moment in time where you had to redraw the lines, 
they redrew the Republicans into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if these lines were kept, this would, even though we are a one-party state anyway, this would have been an absolute one-party state for the foreseeable future. So the genius of this Court of Appeals decision, I'm very proud of the Court of Appeals. I used to, uh, I used to be a commissioner on the Commission on Judicial Nomination that picked judges for the Court of Appeals, and I am so proud of... Who appointed of, you to that? Andrew Cuomo? Uh, Joe Bruno appointed oh, really? me to that. Yeah, oh, I had a okay. very great... I had a very same, close same. relationship with Big Joe same. Bruno. What a, what, a, what a great man he yeah, was. one of a kind. So, so, so anyway... Um, they, you had districts, you know, New York Congressional 3 was unbelievable. That, that it went from Suffolk County to Nassau County to Queens to the Bronx to Westchester. How could um, a, a congressperson represent their constituents, you know, when you have to go from, you know, because it was gerrymandered so the Democrats could get the maximum amount. And it was even more absurd in the New York State Senate where – where they really were going to create this supermajority forever. So the genius of, the, you know, the, the certainly the Republican group sued, and, you know, we, we all know what happened. But, look, these were judges. I, I was shocked because these were judges all appointed by uh, Democratic governors. But you know what? When you're a judge, you have to put the law before politics, and that's exactly what they did. These lines were so clearly unconstitutional. These lines were so clearly you know, illegal, you know, based on, on partisan um, strategies. So, uh, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, this week, just two days ago, May 18th, the League of Women Voters has filed a federal lawsuit um, th- asking the primaries for governor and for state assembly to also take place in August and to restart the petitioning process for the statewide races. Um, and honestly, I read the complaint. I think it makes sense. Makes because, sense. You know, why shouldn't uh, they restart it for the the statewide races as well as the congressional races, right? I mean... Yeah, I, look, I, I, I mean, to, have, to the, the voters are not, you know, they're not focused in on this 24-7. So to make the voters now... Show up twice to the polls, well, and is, the taxpayers is, have to is, pay is for that. Taxpayer, oh, you would know more about that yeah. than anyone. I remember uh, your, you know, what you did with that. But, 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 um, and it was phenomenal that you did that to prove a point. Yeah. Well, the Daily yeah. News, I yeah. believe, referred to me as a uh, political hack with a talent for wasting taxpayer money. That yeah, was- but <laughs> you know what? What you did was you weren't looking to necessarily waste money. You were looking to prove yeah. a point. Well, and separately, so- the legis- legislature did listen to me. They combined yeah. the yeah. primary. So, um, so you, you think these new lines are a positive? I, I think, think the new. When you look at the new lines, they you know, the special master made there wasn't a political thing. They the special master took the lines and created. And if you look at it, it's like um, you know Marlene as 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 young children. So so it was like you're cutting a sheet cake, a square sheet cake into squares. That's what it. That's what it was. That's what the lines are in New York now. They're beautiful. They make sense. A, 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 a representative, whether you're a state senator or or a congressperson, could represent their constituents properly. Where there's a, a, a definite district that makes sense. And it's going to be, and, and this is a decision that's going to be historic. It's going to live on forever, and we're going to have because of this decision, we're going to have a two-party system in New York where the Republicans aren't um, gerrymandered into oblivion, and no good democracy um, uh, operates on a one-party system. Did David Schwartz just say that only people with small children know what a sheet cake is? <laughs> Now, believe me, believe me, I know, tr- look at me, 
Do you think I don't know what a sheet cake is? Same. Uh, that's <laughs> Maybe very I funny. heard you wrong. That is very funny. Uh, a gerrymandering, of course, uh, named for Elbridge Jerry, the fifth yeah. vice president of the United States, which may come up in the $1,000 minute in about 15 minutes, oh, yeah. so people should listen carefully. Um, do you have anything to say about the, the district lines in New Jersey? No, no, I don't right now. Right. Thank you for asking. So one of the people <laughs> whose district has remained largely intact is uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And uh, we got the news yesterday that she's now engaged. And didn't I say that and, I did and not? You, you informed me that you did not want to comment on that. W- why do you not want to comment on uh, Congresswoman a, Ocasio-Cortez? I'm, just, I'm not a fan. I feel like she's too much of a newsmaker and, and for, for no reason. And I, I don't know why we need to care that she's getting married right now. Uh, David, or do you care at all that she's I, getting married? I don't care. You don't I, care. I, re- I, really, I really don't care. I, I, wish, I wish her the best. You know, lots of yeah. nachas for the future. <laughs> and, you know, or, but, 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 you know, I wish, I wish good on everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, you know, I don't agree with her policies, and uh, you know, I'm I'm more of a middle of a, of the road type of guy. All right. right. Well, um, we are hoping that uh, she and her fiance do not succumb to monkeypox, which apparently everybody is succumbing to now. There's two different types of monkeypox. Um, one has a one percent fatality rate. One has a ten percent fatality rate. Uh, Marlena, what's happening now with monkeypox? Is it time to start panicking yet? No, and, and and what's happening is that anything now that's like rare is is just making headlines. So some guy in Massachusetts, Massachusetts has monkeypox, and he's been in the hospital. He's doing fine, but of course the CDC has to come out and talk about you know what to look for and what to you know what. And it's always the same thing. It's always a fever. It's this. You know, it's uh, exhaustion. I mean, it's like any other flu-like symptom that you would get with anything else. Um, and swollen lymph nodes. Apparently, swollen lymph nodes is what sets monkeypox apart from smallpox. And get this. And where have we heard this before? 14-day incubation oh, period. Boy. You hate that. <laughs> um, but why, why are – is it from monkeys? Why is it named monkeypox? It says rodents. It says it's from you, rodents. You can get it from rodents and then – um, obviously, it can be transferred between humans. It can be transferred in every every which way, like COVID. Like COVID you know, or the yeah, flu exactly, or the correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is much more serious. One percent in one strain and ten percent fatality in the other. Okay. But you're not ready to panic yet. Uh, no. No. Okay. Panic is not part of my DNA, David. Um, there actually have been a lot of calls for as the number of COVID cases has gone up in cities like New York. For bringing back some of these COVID restrictions like uh, masks indoors and things like that. New York hasn't done that yet. But where do you come down on that? Do you think we should uh, follow the uptick in cases towards greater restrictions or not? Well, as you as you probably remember, I brought one of the first vaccine cases in New York. In fact, you I, wanted to interview my clients. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I remember you were like, do they want to come in at 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning? I'm like, what's <laughs> even talking about? But, but, but – and that's what, that's what got me – you know – it, it really got me focused in on you and what you were doing here in the middle of the night. And I'm like, this is great stuff. This is a great brand that Frank is creating. Well, but right, let me get that. back to the to the. Uh, I'm, I'm not for any restrict. I'm for. Uh, I'm not for any of these restrictions. Okay, if somebody, you know, so I believe that uh, as a, as adults, we have the right to um, take our own precautions. So if somebody wants to stay in their house, somebody wants to be in their basement for two years, somebody wants to wear a mask, you know, everybody should be welcome to take any precautions. Did you just take a shot at Joe Biden? 
With that basement yeah. comment? <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's a whole other story. No, there's a lot of people that have been in their basements for two years, no, you know, know and I they're know. pretending like, you know, they're, you know, the whole world is, is coming to an end. It's not I coming know. to an end. I've been out there every single day during this pandemic, and that was my choice. You know, yeah. I went into my well, office. Same, same. Yeah, you yeah, know, that, I, that's I our choice, yeah. and we should have that choice. Right. So, I no, the, the short answer is, no, I don't believe in any restrictions. Uh, Marlena, are you concerned, seriously, that um, the specter of monkeypox, which is getting a lot of attention in the last day or so, could be used from some of these public authorities and some of these health authorities, which you already don't like, to um, clamp down on some of the freedoms that we've gradually gotten back over the last 10 months. No, not so much the monkeypox, but what you were saying about the uptick in the cases. cases. Um, I noticed, though, um, that uh, I guess they're not going to bring back restrictions. Um, They're just saying they're just suggesting now, like, hey, you know, you should if you're. You know, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask, and they're leaving it up to people. Wow, what a concept. What That's what everybody, well, a lot of people have been asking for from the beginning. Like, if I want to get vaccinated, I'll get vaccinated. If I don't want to get vaccinated, I won't get vaccinated, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I think it's all political at this point because I feel like, you know, that it's um, they're not going to do anything crazy right now at all mm-hmm. because of the midterms coming up. There's no way they're going to just start doing it because then they're, then they're really dead in the water. Right. Well, I think so. I yeah. mean, yeah. I, mean uh, but, I mean, we've got Governor Murphy in right. uh, New Jersey who is like, oh, you know, there, some districts in New Jersey decided that they were going to reinstate a mask mandate for students in their districts, which is their right because he left it up to the districts, which it right. should have been from the beginning, was my opinion. Anyway, so everyone was sort of bracing for, oh, God, like, let's not even talk about this. And he comes out and says, you know, it's up to the districts, whatever they want to do. And this is not his form at all. You could tell he's just completely positioning himself to not do anything extreme. And he's like, I don't feel the need to, you know, do anything uh, you know, statewide in terms of mandates. And we're just going to leave it to whomever and everybody take precautions. And he walked away. No, that is not governor Murphy. This is like, wow, November is very close. And, you know, they didn't gain that. I don't think they gained that much traction with the whole SCOTUS leak. Well, and you know, the, I do wonder how effective these lockdowns are at slowing or stopping the spread because the country that was the most locked down country on the planet is North Korea. They're isolated from the whole rest of the world and they now have millions of people with COVID. I, I just don't think you could put this genie back in the bottle. I, no. I, I just think, you know, it should go by hospitalization rates. I get in the very beginning, you know, there were so many people in the hospitals. They were being overrun, overcrowded. Look, those were good arguments to try to do some sort of, you know, whatever restriction to, 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 to make sure that these hospitals didn't get overrun. But now, you know, we have a much better way of defending ourselves. We have, um, you know, all types of stuff and people are not going to the hospital anymore, you know, and, and that's a big deal. And that's, we're going to have to live with COVID. We're just going to have to live with it. Like we live with the flu. We're going to be living with COVID. And that's, that's my, my take on it. And possibly now monkeypox. Exactly. No, it's nothing to uh, monkey around about. All right. Um, David, let me ask you about this. It was an interesting story. I saw PIX11 covered this story that you're involved with. New York um, has, for years, complained that they lose a lot of money from the sale of uh, untaxed cigarettes. And it's one of these situations where the more they raise the cigarette taxes, the more demand there is 
for illegal, um, you know, illegal cigarettes and buying these black market cigarettes. Now, you are one of your many titles is you are the executive director of the New York Association of Wholesalers and Distributors. It's yeah. a nonprofit trade group. Your business card must be like the yellow pages. Every time I see you, I feel like you have a new new title. Well, you know? well look, it's really I, I represent the industry sure. and, and I represent all the legitimate sellers, whether it's retailers or wholesalers or sub jobbers. So this this has been an issue of mine for a, a long time, um, and basically, uh, New York, over you know, at least the last fifteen years, has lost about two point four billion dollars due to untaxed cigarettes. That means we've lost somewhere in the neighborhood of forty billion dollars over the last fifteen years. So when they're trying to get into your pocket, Marlena, and they're trying to take more money from you, and they're trying to charge you more in taxes, more in property taxes, you know, look at all the tax money. That the government wastes, okay? And so, you know, if you're going to raise a tax that high, and you're going to create the highest cigarette taxes in the nation. That's what Bloomberg did when he when he raised the tax in the city. The city and state have a joint tax stamp. There's a city portion and there's a state portion. So New York City, New York State has the highest cigarette taxes in the country, but New York City especially has an extra $15. And whether you are, agree with smoking, not smoking, it's an, it's not a smoking issue. It's a revenue issue. And so your, your argument is it sounds like we need lower taxes and maybe greater well, enforcement. That would be wonderful, but that's never going to happen. We're never going to lower the cigarette taxes. But what they, if you're going to raise a tax that high, you have to close down the marketplace. Right now, we have all these illegal sellers bringing the stuff up from North Carolina. If you put if you put 10 cases in your car, you're going to you're going to make yourself you can make yourself $50,000 just on one car load up. Not we're not even talking about the big trucks that come up from lower tax states like North Carolina, like Georgia, okay? So they come up the I-95 corridor they're all over the place. We have un- and right now. And if you saw, I sent you know I I did a special report on this. We went into uh, unlicensed stores. They're all selling untaxed cigarettes, and 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 to the point. And it doesn't sound like much, right? But we're losing over two billion dollars a year. We're losing forty cartons, forty forty thousand um, cartons of taxed. I'm sorry, 40 million cartons of taxed cigarettes to untaxed cigarettes. It's, it's, it's the biggest black market in this country. Forget about the, the drug market mm. or any of that stuff. So this is a serious problem. We're losing a lot of money. Um, we have stores that, that struggle to survive. They rely on this, on the sale of this product. And instead, it's going to the uh, illegal sources. About 80% of the products sold in New York City is illegal, only 20% is legal and we're trying to get the government we're trying to get the tax department to enforce the law to make sure that we get the untaxed product off the streets so so two billion dollars a year lost in tax dollars so if they had taxed right is that what you're saying if they had taxed this how would they how would they do it like how would they tax these the legal you mean lower the okay well no no the way we have we have a, a a great structure of collecting taxes it's through tax stamps so we have licensed agents that affix tax stamps onto packages of cigarettes and they're sold to all the stores and that's the way the distribution is supposed to go it's a highly regulated business so then how would you get how would you attack the 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 illegal sales of the cigarettes is what I'm trying to say. Right. Did you? So, so you got to. Okay. So the enforcement arm of the tax department, plus the sheriff's office in the city, they have enforcement arms. They could, first of all, there's low hanging fruit. 
All these, there's, it's now become, it used to be sold out of the back of trunks and cars. Right. They, you know, the, the illegal sellers don't even need to do that anymore. They're just selling it right. to regular stores on the street. They happen to be unlicensed stores. Ooh. So this is, this is the stupidity of government. Mm. So government is going to enforce the law right. on all the licensed stores. Right. They're not the ones carrying the illegal cigarettes. It's the unlicensed stores. Right. I, my group... I have compiled lists of hundreds of these stores. I did my own sting operation. I got my own uh, undercover investigators. Well, you know, my friend John Tobacco did the same thing. He was recording himself secretly going into bagel stores all around the city and trying to, you know, buy these uh, cigarettes, you know, untaxed. He did? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I have to talk to yeah, him. Yeah, you should. You it, should. Interesting. I didn't, now, I didn't do it myself. I hired a, a real professional you know, former, uh, in, you know, NYPD. He was, you know, he's decorated uh, police officer. He's my guy, and he has a team that goes into these stores with undercover video, and they're making illegal buys. And I did it all on video. I sent it to the, to the tax department. I sent it to, um, you know, all uh, 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 enforcement agencies. And, um, you know, they're, they're looking at it, but we could make an extra $2 billion a year if we just enforce the law. And then in 20 years or 20, what, two years, we could buy Twitter then, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> so that's one thing. I think I'm going to add to my byline, cigarette salesperson. Uh, that's, <laughs> and like the it. irony of John Tobacco going undercover yeah. and buying cigarettes. I mean, come on. Well, I think we all are sort of a prisoner to our name, right? You know, I've been told many times that... Uh, that I, you know, and I, I'm an old soul, and I think it's because Benjamin you know, a hundred years ago, right? The name Frank, or w maybe 110 years ago, was one of the ten most popular names in the whole country. Since then, it has fallen in popularity every year, right? For every year for humans, yes. So now it's not even in the top 150 names wow. in this country. So I actually think that maybe. I have sort of an older sensibility because people are using to used to interacting with Franks that are much older, and that's sort of rubbed off on my interaction with society and society's interaction with me. That, I'd, be, I'd that, be curious where Marlena. Wow, falls. you had a lot of time to think no, about well, that. I, mean, I, I wonder I, what's going to happen to Carmine now. I mean, that's exactly. not exactly uh, making the exactly. top ten baby All names. Right. <laughs> um, speaking of babies, we're going to talk about womb transplants. Speaking of Twitter, we're going to talk about Elon Musk and uh, a whole lot more. David Schwartz is here. He is a former uh, prosecutor, he is an attorney, a lobbyist, and he's apparently the head of this trade group that I didn't even know existed until yesterday, but they're doing a great job. Uh, Marlena Schiavo is here as well. She is a uh, satirist and a veteran media producer and uh, a tr terrific contributor to this program. What we're going to do next is we're going to give somebody an opportunity to win $1,000. We're going to give David Schwartz a ringside seat at the $1,000 minute. If you are the <laughs> seventh caller... To 833-969-4447. That's 833-969-4447. We're going to give you an opportunity to answer 10 trivia questions in 60 seconds. That's all coming up on the other side of Midnight Straight Ahead. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.
This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. Marlena Schiavo is here. As you can hear the song, David Schwartz is here. But now we're going to give uh, a lucky, lucky person an opportunity to win a little bit of money. It is time for... The Other Side of Midnight presents... It's the $1,000 Minute. Answer 10 questions correctly in one minute, and you could win $1,000. Uh-oh. Here's your host, Frank I have a feeling we're in trouble now. I see we have uh, uh, David in the Bronx as today's contestant. Good morning, David. Good morning, Frank. I know you were complaining for a while that you just never seemed to be the seventh caller. You were always the third or the fourth or the fifth. But now here you are, lucky number seven, Mr. Mickey Mantle. Yes, thank you. I've got a little bit of trivia for you before we hit uh, the game. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, You said the Daily News had called you a political hack. I believe they actually called you a political gadfly. Well, they did both in two separate editorials. (laughs) In one... I, I was uh, called a, a court jester with uh, a talent for uh, wasting taxpayer money, and the other was uh, yes. Uh, well, but m- many newspapers have referred to me as a gadfly, and I don't think that's a, I don't think that's an inaccurate description of my political activities. Now, people should know about David. Uh, I I'm, I know David as a caller, and I don't think we've ever met personally, but he's a very very intelligent guy. I will be shocked. I've seen the questions. I will be shocked if he doesn't win this. So, uh, David, you are you got a lot of expectations. I, I'm looking over the questions right now. I don't see one that you're going to get wrong. Knowing what you know about, this is going to be, I think, a cakewalk for you. All right, let's go. All right, you're ready to go. Okay, you know the rules, right? Um, the uh, yes. t- timer will begin after the first question, and then if you get one right, we're just going to move on. What is 50% of four? Two. How many continents are there? Seven. Name one of New York's hockey teams. The Rangers. Who was gerrymandering named for? Eldridge Jerry. Name one of the people who currently hosts Jeopardy. Mayim Bialik. What are the colors of the Ukrainian flag? Yellow and blue. Who did Mike Bloomberg defeat to become mayor of New York City in 2001? That would have been the Bronxboro president who's Ferrer. Ah, David, I am shocked. I am glad I didn't bet. Uh, I didn't. I didn't glad I didn't bet. It was, it was Mark Green. Green. Wasn't it? Mark it was Green. Green. Mark Green. That's right. Uh, That's right. Well, you know, I am impressed. If people don't know David, David is blind, and he still got the question about the Ukrainian flags right. That's how prevalent the the Ukrainian uh, flag waving is, that even blind people know what color the flags are. Uh, David, well, I'm sorry um, that you didn't win, and I'm sorry that you lost your sight. But uh, we are going to give you a very nice The Other Side of Midnight consolation prize. So I'm going to put you on hold. You got uh, six questions right, and you were well on your way uh, to it. But uh, we'll, we'll hopefully you'll play again once you're eligible, David. All right. When is that? 
Um, talk to Philippe. There's, I've heard competing. Okay. I've heard conflicting. Um, I've heard conflicting stories. I think it thirty days. Apparently, I used to hear six months. Now it's apparently it's thirty days. I don't know. Talk to Philippe. Da- uh, get David's information. David's had some, uh, you know, some rough times over the years. Lost his sight. He's, I think, in a homeless shelter now. I was really rooting for him to win that thousand dollars, but. Pays to know your history, right? You knew that one, right, David, right? Mark Green, of course. I'll yeah. never forget that that race. That was unbelievable. Uh, Bloomberg was down by like 40 points, and then 9 uh, took place, and it just changed the whole play. It was, a, you know, it was, it, was, it was unbelievable. I remember how cocky the Mark Green people were also. They thought they were going to be in the, in the mayor, you know, in City oh, Hall. Yeah, they were and measuring I remember the, drapes. the person that was going to be his corporation county. They were very cocky. I don't mean to get off on a tangent, but I remember this like yesterday. And uh, and then Bloomberg came back to win. It was an amazing race. It was indeed. All right. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, some political endeavors, um, in New Jersey, you know, we've spoken a lot of in Florida on the radio about the so-called don't say gay bill. Well, apparently that is now coming to New Jersey, at least discussion of something like the don't say gay bill. Marlena, you are a resident New Jersey resident. What's happening in New Jersey as it relates to the so-called Don't Say Gay Bill. Okay, so in the break, you, you brought up Ed Durr, who bi- who won um, the Senate seat and beat, you know... Right, Sweeney. The, Sweeney. Right. <clears throat> so he, he brought forth this new bill, which is very similar to what Florida's doing. Um, and he wants... He's introducing the idea that you can't talk about sex, anything of a sexual nature, sexual orientation, or gender identity between grades K through 6, and then... Um, then I guess six, uh, seventh through twelve, you have to get written consent from your uh, parents to have any of this discussed in in a school. I, I don't really know how this is going to fall. Murphy's office, I find this interesting. Murphy didn't comment on this. I'm sure he hates Ed Durr. I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that um, he didn't have a great relationship with Sweeney. You know? Oh no, no, absolutely. But um, he, uh, but he has said in the past about this same topic that you know. The fact that they're using it um, for politics and, 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 you know, that it's a shame and that it makes things uh, – it makes everything more divisive. And I'm like, that's exactly what most things do in politics, first <laughs> first of all. And, um, and that's exactly what the Dems did with the Supreme Court leak, right? Like they're trying to win points. And that's what he's saying. He's like the Republicans are trying to win points with this one. For people who are very conservative, obviously, and it's like, well, that's exactly what you guys were doing, even though you won't admit it. But uh, th- this legislation, because both houses are controlled by the Democrats, this has no chance of passing, though. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I, I, first of all, you already need a consent from your parents right. for all of this stuff. So it's, it's, you know. I, I don't know. I think it's just, again, it's just more about um, positioning themselves and yeah. where they stand. Yeah, it is very interesting. You have a lot of these minority legislators in every state, including New York and New Jersey, who end up um, proposing these bills that make them popular with their own base, may help them with fundraising. But there's no real shot that this could ever well, be enacted. Well, yeah, in New York, we had when we had a Republican state Senate, a Democratic Assembly, there were bills all the time. And you knew they weren't going anywhere. The scary part about today in New York, I hate to bring it back to New York, is these bills are actually passing because you have these supermajorities in both houses. But I, when, I, when Marlena was, was talking, I, I was thinking about, all right, so now you have the eighth grader that doesn't have the consent form mm. signed. So now, like, the teacher's going to be like, all right, we're going to talk about sex, everybody. <laughs> you know, 
you're out of the class. You're out of the class. Can you guys wait out in the hallway right now so so I, I could teach about sex education for the next half hour? You I know? would hope that they would be a little bit more organized than that. Like the day before, they're like, okay, here's a list of kids who can learn this, and here's a list that can. They're going to go to study hall, if that even exists anymore. It's probably a technology lab. Um, or they're going to, I don't know. Study hall. Either way. <laughs> Study hall. I like that. Uh, <laughs> That's <all right>. old school. <clears throat> I like that a lot. Study hall. Uh, but it is, it is interesting. Hey, um, so we were talking about Elon Musk and Twitter. Now, apparently, um, he, Elon Musk is going to be canceled now. He kicked what, off that. So <laughs> what is – I've been so eager to talk about this uh, for the last three hours, but I knew you were coming in, and I, I was very – I couldn't – I was salivating at the prospect of hearing your commentary on this. For people that don't know the story, explain what's happened with respect to these latest allegations and – your take on it, Margaret. Well, I guess, I mean, it, it, this is like social credit on the professional level, right? So they're basically saying he's not up to snuff and they're, he, he can't trade anymore. You can't, you can, what, you can't buy Tesla anymore? Is that, is that what's happening? They're trying to devalue Tesla, Tesla. No, no, I'm wrong. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm shaking uh, my head. No. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, so they're saying that, um, after they've done, you know, a thorough sort of investigation of the, his company that, um, there's a lot of racism. They love to throw the word racism in there. Um, and that's it, it, even they're saying he's not as environmental as he's supposed to be or Tesla's not as environmental as, as they're supposed to be or they don't contribute or, you know, uh, to being environmental. And so I, this is, you know, this is exactly what he said was going to happen. That's sort of where I'm going with this, because the whole Twitter thing that's going on right well, he now. He also said, if I die suspiciously, you know, don't believe it or something. Right. I mean. Well, no, he's going to say, like, you know, under suspicious circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But he – okay, so he also said something very similar to what I have said and what uh, Bill Maher has been saying, and which is, you know, I always voted Democrat, um, but ever – because they he, he said they were the party of kindness. And then he's like, but now they've just become the party of hate, and so I will be voting Republican. Now watch – now watch the attack on my character, yeah. and he put like a popcorn emoji, and yeah. now look what's happening. Yeah, it's a, it's a groundswell of attacking anything that's not part of the narrative, and that's what that's the right. way we're living. I feel I'm the same exact way. I I am a I am an exact independent. Middle of the ground voter, you know, my ballot is all over the place. But the Democratic Party has really gone so far off the deep end right. that I have no choice but being a Republican right now, I guess, with my votes. So it's not an, I think most people, a lot of people feel the same exact way. I speak to Democrats all the time. In fact, in my, my neighborhood is all de- Democratic and and the Republicans got so many votes in the last election. So I'm that's sure. the way it's going. But they're and- also they're also raising the fact that apparently SpaceX paid a quarter of a million dollars to this flight attendant who accused Elon <laughs> Musk of uh, sexual harassment or something. Right. I mean, so it does become, you know, it, it, is it his turn in the barrel for being canceled because he can kind of upend Twitter and social media as we know it if he really follows through on a lot of these free speech things that he's talking about. Well, right. But 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 that that's the whole idea, don't you think? That is what yeah, he's being absolutely. canceled. I totally Completely. believe that's what, what's happening. Um, you know, um, I wish he would just go forth with it. I know he wants to figure out how many bots are actually on Twitter and well, everything. I, mean, I don't really understand right. the delay with yeah. all of that, but I, well, I wish he would just... John Katzmatidis said, and he knows a thing or two about being a billionaire, that he thinks Musk is trying to get a lower price, that he doesn't want to... 
buy it for $44 billion. He wants to try it now that the stock market, especially tech stocks, have fallen. Mm-hmm. He wants to use this as a negotiating plea to get it for maybe $30 billion, oh, You know, So yeah. he thinks that's what part of the delay is. I would is prefer about. $30 billion too. Well, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you would. But uh, it does, you know, the Musk thing, and it's not a perfect analogy, but it reminds me a great deal of Julian Assange. You know, Julian Assange in WikiLeaks he published all this damaging uh, information to people, all revealed all this stuff, and then all of a sudden they found all these sex crimes that he had purportedly right, committed. Right. And Elon Musk, same thing. I never heard anything about you know people being paid hush money for sexual misconduct. Now here he is ready to unleash Twitter, and all of a sudden he's a, a serial sexual yeah. harasser and a hush money artist. But, but when you right. have billions of dollars like that, you're not going to be canceled. He's not going to be canceled because he's got billions and billions of dollars to fight that, and as opposed to the normal, average, everyday person who can't fight being canceled, he's not going to be canceled. In fact, it's going to increase his brand with the majority of the people out there. And and it's a typical negotiation ploy. So so he will buy it one day, but for a much lower price. Well, I certainly hope so. Before we run out of time, uh, Marlene, I want to get We're your take. Running out of time, I can't believe it. I know, but neither can I. Yeah. Well, I, I can. I've been here. I've done a lot of radio oh. this week. Um, but um, I, I want to get your take on this womb transplant. I, explain. Oh, right. I've never heard of a womb transplant before. What is? Uh, neither have I. But <laughs> but but this story came out about uh, um, a transgender woman in India. Right? In India, who um, would like. To to have a you know a uterus and so this doctor is agreeing to perform this surgery on her because um the reason being she wants to feel as female as possible um and apparently there has been um other womb transplants but for um cisgender women um the first it was done in 1931 and the woman died because it's mm. just, you know, because it's like a lung transplant, really, in the end. It's any organ, if your body doesn't sure. accept it or whatever. What I guess my question is, if this transgender woman gets this uterus and then can carry a baby, then how does that baby get all – like – is how is that baby affected by the hormones that the transgender woman has to take in order to be a a woman? That's a good question. I have no idea. And then there's really no actual birth canal, right? So then you would have to, I guess, inevitably have a C-section, right? Right, right. right. So many more questions than answers. Uh, yeah. And I, I guess, I guess for me, do you, I don't care. Do you what need you a donor? Do. do you need a donor? I mean, a womb. A you womb need a viable. Donor, right, right. I know you need like a viable. Now there's another industry. Yeah, there you go. There. If I That's, see, if the next time you're here, if you're the executive director of the <laughs> of the womb donor trade association, then well, I am calling well, shenanigans. Womb, womb regulator. And it could be sex toys, also oh, like we yeah. were talking about earlier. So, he, so he and I were talking about sex toys in the green room. The, the, I, you you regulated that. Toy. We're talking about the concept of regulating the sex toy industry. I had no idea. This was so so I will have all these. Room. Next time you see me, I will be the executive director of the sex toy regulation industry. The, the womb donor <laughs> association. If, if your mother can you know. see you now, that would be great. All right. Um, all right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Hey, speaking of uh, of transplants, I got this uh, great email here. I hope this works out. And I love the, I love the way the, the, the person uh, phrased this. This is the email subject. This is the email subject. I mentioned how um, several of our listeners are trying to get a kidney. And this person mm. in this email subject says... Attention, Frank, 
kidney. Get your kidney here. Ice cold kidney. And uh, this fella, Brian, wants to donate. Uh, so hopefully we'll get wow. at least one kidney. But we have a lot of listeners that need kidneys. So if um, if you're listening to this show right now and you want to give a kidney away, Email me, and we'll take it, uh, frank.moreno at wabcradio.com. Uh, we have Steve from Manhattan, who's an off-the-book surgeon. He could do the surgery. Frank.moreno at wabcradio.com. I think it'd be such a great story if we could get a whole bunch of kidneys and then give them out to people that need them, and not just to anybody. And um, it'd be great. So if you're thinking about giving a kidney away, it's a really, a uh, as a living donor, it's an Easy way to get into heaven. I mean, you can really sin the whole rest of your life and still probably get into heaven. Two, it's, you save someone's life, which is nice. And it's great publicity for this radio show if we can be responsible for saving a lot of lives. So you're three for three. So if you want to give a kidney away, email me, frank.morano at wabcradio.com. And Brian, who wrote to me, will I'll be in touch with you a little bit later. It's beautiful. Yeah. Do uh, you, you want to par- give yours away? I mean, come on. we got like I'm a trend I'm considering going. it. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what are you are doing people this giving away uh, baby formula at all? Or? <laughs> no, no? <laughs> not 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 from what we're not giving it away. I'll tell you that. Uh, are you hoarding it? Are you are you is is, ja- is is cats helping you? No, it's a good question. It's a good question. You know, because um, my <laughs> mom, me. my mom, she like has all these sources for baby formula all over the place. So she's been. She goes all over the place searching for baby formula, and she buys it, and she brings it over. Is this a title for her? Uh, yeah, baby formula searcher, I guess, or gatherer. And so my wife had to tell her, all right, we have three weeks' worth of supply now. Please don't buy any more because there's other people that you, that need it. So we are specifically not hoarding beyond, I think, a two two or three-week <sighs> supply. It's like the new hand sanitizer. It's true. Although there's now an abundance. That, remember that New York State hand sanitizer that they made? Yeah, they have apparently like millions yeah, of gallons. They were making of it. it in the in the jails. Yeah, yeah. So they have all this hand sanitizer that they can't get rid of, and it's going to cost millions to dispose of this stuff now. It's oh a big problem. Well, why can't they, go. can't they could just give it away? Uh, that'll be a new one. You know, I was thinking. Let's about, collaborate on that. We'll, yeah. can, maybe we can do something on that. You know, I was thinking about like when you said that Frank is an old school name. You know, Marlene is a very cool name. It's like, true. I, 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 like, it's like I was just thinking about what a cool name. Do you like it, your name, Marlena? I, I'm used to it at this yeah. point, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but it is an old name. All right. too, by um, the way. We're gonna do 15 seconds of fame. When we come back. If you okay. want to be heard for 15 seconds, eight three three nine six nine four 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 seven. New number eight three three. Nine six nine four 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 seven. David, how did you enjoy your first foray into the uh, th- other side was, of midnight? This was eye opening. This was this this was an eye opening experience. I've always wanted to do this. I would always joke, text you, joke around. I'm going to do the show. Yeah, I'm hey, going to come into the studio. Well, I'm going to do the show. Now that we and know this you're... has been eye opening, and and to have Marlena here as such a, a treat that was like. Now that I we know, know you're capable of <laughs> coming in at this hour, yeah. then consider yourself booked regularly, yeah. Marlena. Um, it was a pleasure having you here as well. It was a, I'm sure it, I'll see you. It was a pleasure to come here so. and not have um, a shooting outside the building. <laughs> you know, I got nervous. I'm on the Citizen app, right? The uh-huh. Citizen app. Uh-huh. And a woman was assaulted 0.2 miles from here. Mm-hmm. And this is a nice neighborhood. And I was concerned because you hadn't yet arrived that it might have been you. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was very relieved that you weren't. So uh, we're, thoughts go out to that woman that was assaulted, but we're glad it wasn't anybody yes. else. All right. 833-969-4447. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.